I am unashamed. What about you? Did you catch any ops yesterday? No, I got to run my net today, but I, I was back on the jelly making. I need to get some I. of that jelly. Huh? I, need to I, get some. I heard Dad's up to 70, 70 yeah, pints. I, yeah, we, we got well, Phil, you can't eat 70 pints of jelly. Well, but but some reason, <laughs> every time y'all go, go by there, somebody somebody's the eating 70 pints of jelly. They cleaned it out last year. I'm like, I made about 40 last year. Times were hard, but this time I said, well, I, I kind of got excited. Although I don't eat jelly anymore because it is the very best. I, I, I tried it on some bread. We had some fried shrimp. I just put it on some bread. But this particular batch is that's some of the you, you, well, you, it is in, really, really you know good. How many jars of jelly I got from you last year? One. So it wasn't me. I got one. <laughs> yeah, Willie was there yesterday, and I had oh, about four that I hadn't put up yet. It was in. <laughs> On top of the counter there in the in the, the country kitchen. <laughs> they were still warm, wasn't they? Scarfed them up. <laughs> yeah, he told me he was out here. I saw it. So yesterday I saw it. was weird because I, I saw, you know, we all live here. Of course, I see y'all because we work together. But, I mean, I don't ever see anybody. You know, everybody's going in so many directions. So I actually saw Willie first at a ball game. So his grandson and my granddaughter – are playing on the same wee ball team, so they're they're four years old. So yeah. so wee ball that just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. It no, but it's not bad because it introduces them to the game. I mean, they don't know what they're doing, but they're out there. I think it's a social outing. Let's be oh, honest. it is because look, the, there's more. There's as many parents out there in the field trying to yeah. tell them what to do as there are kids. So they get out there. Of course, they all hit this is a tee, but they're four years old. So they can only hit the ball, most of them, you know, 10 feet. They hit it, it goes right there. So all the players on the, on the defense are all right there at the pitcher's mound. There's about eight or 10 little kids. And so when the ball is hit, it's like the whole herd moves. And they, How much they, screaming is going on? A little bit of screaming. Yeah. Uh, then there's crying because somebody will get hurt under the pile. Because then they all dog pile trying to get pick the ball up. So the little, other little kids run, run to first, sometimes by way of the pitcher's mouth. So they run down to first. They throw it. Somebody will finally get it and throw it over there. Of course, it's the first baseman stand looking around. And then it rolls all the way to the dugout. So the, it's just a – like a time – Yeah, you only play for 45 minutes. Oh, I mean, but how do you ever get somebody out? You don't. Well, every once in a while they do. Shockingly, somebody will catch. How do they move on to the next inning? You just. I think that I don't think there's any. You know, they just you bat one time around and then, oh, then the I next one. So everybody I'm a, gets. I'm a, a bat. fairly patient man, but I've never tried that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's hilarious. You're, you're to a little watch. old for that, Phil. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Way too old. <laughs> but anyway, so John Reed is out there because his boy, which is Willie's oh, grandson, okay. so he's playing. And then course, we did all that as kid children out in the yard. Yeah, y'all but, used to just play. No, no parents. You weren't organized. No parents got out there and said, "You know, y'all." We started with a, a sock filled with other <laughs> socks, and that the only ball we had was a ball of socks. A ball of just rags. What did, did you what, tied in a knot? What was your bat? A it two was. By four? It was the. It, it it was the football, the baseball. It was. The, it was everything. Well, it's all only all had. It was the ball. The ball. It was <laughs> round, and you know you could bounce it off pretty good with a, you know, a stick, you know, just a club. We'd hit it, go to first base. Did you just get a club out of the woods or something? I mean, because oh, yeah. I didn't have a oh, real yeah. bat there either. There were no bats. Yeah. Cut your own bat. Yeah, and the old coach up there got wind of it or something up there at the high school and drove up one day and and he just threw a football out the window. We was all standing there, you know, Si, he was naked. He never wore clothes till he was about six six or seven. But we was all standing there, and the coach drove up. That's a frightening and he, and he just threw the ball out the window. Didn't say hi, good to And then just drove off? And just drove off. He had somebody else driving him, but he just pulled up there, and he threw a ball out. And we all stood there, you know, we watching him leave. Nobody moved, you know. We were just sitting there. I thought it was a bomb. We should have put that in. Y'all should have put that in the movie. Oh, Because then you yeah. became an NFL caliber quarterback. That's right. Yeah. Some guy just chunks a ball out. So you picked it up and probably put well, some zip on it. It was it was just stunned silence at first. And <laughs> as the dust settled, him going up the road, because we thinking 
something's up here. Something, like something there's ain't. a bomb. In oh it. yeah, we we we. I like what in the, who in the world, you know? <laughs> what just was, happened? Oh yeah. <laughs> so finally, somebody broke ranks and went out there and got it, and we all gathered around. It was a good night. What is it? You know, it's a it's a leather football. <laughs> so you were aware of the game of and football. I mean, people just scattered in every direction, and that's when I first had a something. And everybody was throwing the ball when I threw it. I mean, you know, had a little a zip to it. Yeah. So after that, you know, we and did we ever wear that thing out? Yeah. We wore it down to just a just a pile. Did he of, wind, was it that guy that was your coach when you finally got to high school? Was he Robertson? Your? Was his last name? But I don't know whether he was kin to us. Huh. Scotty Robertson. He coached in the. Well, he had to be. I think he. I know he coached in college, but well, I think I mean, he coached in the pros. That's one of the more bizarre stories of So he doesn't say, "Hey, boys." <laughs> Not a word. He just throws a football. Just threw it out the window, <laughs> and then it bounced about twice. And Sal looked at me, and I looked at him. You know, and all my cousins, everybody. So, so I was six. So what? You were eight. About or nine? eight years old. Yeah. So and y'all, all your older brothers, because I've, I've. They've told me, of course, they're all gone now, but but they all told me, you know, they all played football. Like Jimmy Frank played high school football. Yep. Harold, I think, I don't know if he played or not, but Tommy was really good. Mm-hmm. And then you. And then Cy talks about it. He said he was the baddest, 130 oh, yeah. pounds. And, Cy, you know, Cy's stories doesn't make much sense. <laughs> he was famous for just – head on to a 235 of of fullback. He would side would just come in there just like and just head on and just get trampled. <laughs> I mean he just bounce off and just stomped on. He's grabbing, you know. So I was I was listening to their podcast, which is our I've our, always said it was too many licks to the cranium. Well, I think maybe that's yeah, we know it, what happened. It did some damage. I was listening to their podcast, the Duck Call Room, which is our, our sister or brother podcast, I guess. And so when they were doing their ads for Omega, because they do ads for Omega XL, size lead in to the Omega story about sore joints was him playing football in high school. <laughs> he said, you know, boys, when I used to take on those 220 pound running backs after a game of that, I needed something for my joints. If I'd only had Omega XL. <laughs> I got so tickled because I thought, who goes back 60 yeah. years ago to your high school well, football? Well, but, day? I mean, you feel, you know, back then, whatever major injury happens, it does start to ache, <laughs> I think, when you cross the 50-year-old mark. Well, I think that's why Dad was very wise and, and stopping at the college level because when I look at his peers, including Bradshaw, and watch them trying to get out of a chair – it's like, whoa, the game was unkind. They're going to break your bones. Yeah. It just they're going to break bones. Shoulders and knees and well, I told you I popped something in my shoulder in the last game I played. And I it, I just kept running to the, through the dugout, into the parking lot, got in the vehicle, yep. and that was because it just pay out. <laughs> Twenty two bullet went off. <laughs> but you know, to this day that thing just it's sore from time to time. Oh, yeah. You it's tore eight. something. In there. Oh, I, t- I You ripped I something that won't come back. Yeah. So so I saw Willie, which was unusual, at the game. So we talked the whole time and caught up, which was fun. Because the game is like, you know. It's, it's, it's a social. It's, well, right. And it's like. They're all screaming. It's background noise while you're talking. So, and then I get home and Missy comes over. Because I ain't seen Missy in a while either. She's, I've been supposed to call her back for a week. She said, well, I, I decided to just do a surprise attack out because I can't get you to call me back and say, I know I'm big time. And you. But so she had the baby with her and I mm-hmm. confirmed your story. I told her you told the story about, you know. Hey, don't be breaking the fifth wall. What is that? The fourth, <laughs> the fourth wall. wall. The fifth wall. <laughs> so I, I said, well, Jace told us the story yesterday about him cleaning up. And she said, yeah, I know. I was like, what are you doing? Like, she does that every time. It was not like the first he, time. Then I've she done said, I mean, times. I guess he must have been coming back there because he knew it was going to be a podcast story. And I said, well, it was a podcast story. and But I told her why. I said he was reading in the Bible about manning up, and he didn't want to get the question from God, oh, man, where are you? Yeah. So I said he was convicted. And then, then we talked about, you know, puke for the next five minutes, you know, so. It's a lot. She said, well, it's not really puke because it's just straight back milk. It is. I think it's a reflux issue. Yeah, it's, but he he drank it at our house last night, no problem. You never know, Al. That's what <laughs> it's, it's uh, the Russian. I know Dad has cleaned up a many a um, baby puke in his day. It's like a few the, rare moments I was 
locked alone <laughs> with one of y'all, you know, when it came diaper changing time. But I tried. That's uh, a bad feeling, is, isn't it? Oh, I, it's like the uh, six bottles the, are like the bullets of the roulette. <laughs> yeah. So he drinks one, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you turn the next one. Like that third but you know one. what? <laughs> it's, just, it's the sound of it. I mean, you can hear it. 40 feet away, just the sheer volume and force. It has a certain splatter sound to it. Oh, it's yeah. about three splatters. It's like whop, whop, whop. You go in there. Just, <laughs> looks, like, looks like some movie set and somebody created it so much. Like, how does one, when well, then he's grinning. Yeah, he, he <laughs> so, feels better. Yeah, I was like, well, I got that. We up. were on vacation one time, and so I had Alex's three, and they were all little. And so, you know, two of them still in diapers. And Vinny was, it was me and Vinny and the kids. The women all left, went shopping or something. So he went upstairs to lay down with the boys, which was good. So, well, they all went to sleep. So I had Pearl. She was little. And, I mean, she just filled a diaper up. I could smell it, you know. Then I started thinking, I wonder how long it's like, how long would it be? How wrong would it be for me to just wait this out? Till they got back. So I thought, no, that's no good because the little kid's got to be stuck in it, you know. And then I went up to see if I could, you know, make make some noise where Vinny'd get up because it's it's his child. No, sleeping like a rock. And I didn't want to wake the other kids up. So I just, I thought, you know what? I'm like Jace. I got to man up. I got to go in. It's been years since I'd done it and it was unpleasant. Here's the difference in me and you. When I go to that, the poop side of things, I hazmat up. I got masks, gloves. I did have gloves. I, like I go in there at some toxic waste dump, radioactive material. Because I, oh, I, just... I don't want to trigger the gag reflex on me. <laughs> Put a close Which bed. might trigger his gag reflex. Then, that, now, then we got vomit on got, top of everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 uh, but you know, I tell you this morning, uh, because I, we got the little monitor thing, and I heard him up there. Woo, woo, woo. That's that's. But he doesn't wake up crying. Like most kids. He's a pretty happy baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I I finally miss he was making a bottle. Of water. I went up there. I was looking at him. He's just like woo, smiling. <laughs> it's like a dove cooing in the morning. How old is this child now? Three months. Three months old. Yeah. yeah. Three months. He's way better than my other kids were. So, uh, <laughs> that's nice. But. Cause I mean, they my my kids, they just woke up screaming. Yeah, I mean, like feed me, or I'm I'm gonna do this <laughs> for hours. Feed well, me. Well, they all they, they uh, I guess uh, Willie, Jace, and Jeff have all chosen to adopt children. Well, we haven't adopted, adopted this but, boy, but, but, but yeah, they all have had either foster I mean, children it's or semantics. Yeah. We, but actually, Jace had already done it with some big adult. Oh yeah, kids do. So, yeah, it's just a it's a neat thing when the opportunity is there and people well, have had the you like know. what we were talking about in past podcasts. So you, you, are you, to have, be... you have a breakdown in the family. Other people yeah. have to come along. I think if you're going to be the body of Christ, you you need there, there's a reason that James five or James what is it two that says uh, true religion is taking care of widows, widows and orphans. orphans. I yep. mean, there's a principle there. That you you need to take care of, of people who they can't, can't take care of themselves. Yeah, you can't take care of them. It's a sacrifice. It's a it's sac- it's a. But sacrifice. you know, because today there's a lot going on in the news about Supreme Court. Somebody leaked, you know, a potential ruling, and so it's it's creating a lot of controversy. I, I was beginning to lose hope on whether they're ever going to stop killing children. Well, it, so we're feeling better after all this happened. But I, but you know, I say Lisa and I speak a lot on behalf of you know pro-life movements and events let's take a break we found out from our friends at omega xl that the body has 360 joints in it from your neck down the vertebrae the back the arms all the way down to your feet 360 joints a lot of joints Uh, and the problem is as you get older Uh, Your body quits producing SPMs, which keep your joints healthy and lubricated. So that's why you have aches and pains. I mean, it makes perfect sense once I kind of understood the science of it. Well, this product helps restore your SPMs. It rejuvenates your joints and muscles so that you really can move like you were when you were young. And so it's a unique supplement. It's great. It's the only thing Dad takes. 
Uh, I take it as well. We got mom finally taking it, so hopefully we're going to help some her with some aches and pains. Si loves it uh, as well. So if you want to check these guys out, I, they really it, it really is a great product. It'll help you. You go to OmegaXL.com slash fill. You're going to buy one bottle. You're going to get a second bottle for free. So it's going to give you a couple of months supply, which is what you need to you know build up to it, and you'll notice the difference. OmegaXL.com slash fill. Or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. Check them out. And one of the things I always talk about, the other half of the pro-life movement has to be fostering and adoption. Because if we if we start winning that cultural war and there's less abortions, that means there are going to be more children. That's correct. Because you're not going to stop, you know, ways that kids get here. So who's going to step into that? But to choose to kill them from that that uh, because your fellow man didn't rise up and look after you, no matter what background you had and yeah. no parents, whatever. Every child. Deserves yeah. to get have a shot. I, I say it's it's where let them live. So so what I'm saying is what what Jason is doing right now. That's that's just as pro life as convincing somebody not to have an abortion because when someone makes that call and has a kid, who's going to step in? It's going to have to be people yeah. of faith. The governments can't do it. That's right. I mean, they can't even run their own situation. You know, they ain't gonna be able to take care of kids. That's why they've been just like, yeah, kill them. We don't care. So I mean, well, it's like I keep saying, they could. People get all worked up about politics and the government when, in actuality, even if they did sign everything you wanted, everything you wanted to sign, it still takes people on an everyday basis. Well, and the church make, still making decisions. The you, body you know, of Christ, it's yeah. got to it's got to come from homes. That, and the body of Christ, Chase, has responsibility for our fellow man. I mean. That's us. We should be the compassionate ones. We should be the ones willing to put ourselves out there. I mean, that's us. That's what we should but be I'm doing. I'm saying the house is where all the time is spent. So if yeah. that breaks down, some guy you're said, just not going to fix it with the system. Some guy said one time, I think he was a politician, but I never forgot it. He said, everybody keeps worrying about who's going to get in the White House. You need to worry about the man in your house. Yeah. I agree with that that's 100%. A pretty good line. <laughs> that, that, that's what my thought is. I right. mean, look, I'm all for I'm going to vote for the most godly principled person, but it, it starts in the House. And by the way, even if, if, they, if this case flips, which is possible now, it's looking like it may happen, which is a, a great thing for America, I think it lifts a curse that's been on us for 50 years. Uh, no doubt about but, it. But it is, it's just going to move the battle lines to the states. So, you know, then it's what That's state right. you're in. So right. you're, you're not going to not deal with this. But it, it, to, I wish, I mean, if it happens, I feel like it'll take the, a scourge off of us as a people. Oh, no we've doubt been about under it. That because what a, what a decision that was, you know, which was The terrible. Almighty is not going to bless nations no. who, who slaughter their children. No. And look, I mean, you know, they were throwing them down the cliffs and in the flames, and oh yeah, they, they, even, they, I mean, they, even in the Bible, there's it's numerous a, report. I mean, numerous accounts where children were that, sacrificed they, supposedly for the good of the people. I mean, they hear about this prophecy about Jesus, and they're like, "I start killing all the kids around." Well, you know, it was interesting. I was listening last night. Of course, all the reaction response to this Supreme Court thing, and one woman, which is, it was so right out of the Old Testament, because her whole argument was. What this is going to do to the economics of our country when women are forced to have children and, and not be able to abort. And I just thought, you're like Molech and the people in the Bible. Like, you're willing to sacrifice children for the economy. That's what they were doing when they would slaughter them oh, to, yeah. so they could get rain or crops or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you're just right out of the, you're a scourge right out of the Old Testament. Think about it, Al. If you view yourself and your father, is salt water your, your father yep the one you that that's the one that brought you here your patronage there's nothing you're going to do well, that's true i mean there's just absolutely nothing when it comes that's to that's a good point why yeah. would you be moral right yeah. why would it matter they just look at it salt water is their father yeah that's where they came from right they're doing here to, and and there's three things in that romans one uh, uh men suppress the truth by their wickedness down in verse 23, 
exchange, they exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, animals, and reptiles of every description. They'll put up these gigantic statues with lion heads and all this stuff. Then at the bottom, they exchange the truth of God for a lie. They worship and serve created things rather than the creator. That's them. That's the ones at Rome. That's the ones in America. And then... Then even their women exchange natural relations for unnatural one. There's three times exchange is used in that in that tech. They just put something aside and put their belief system in there, which is a weak one at best. Yep. It's a it makes makes living on planet Earth a tough. It's tough. tough run. There's no doubt about it. But anyway, I so Jay's to wrap that up. I mean, I am grateful that you and Missy are doing what you're doing, and I know it's you know because of taking care of a child but whatever wherever that leads they are full of murder full of it yeah oh it's everywhere (laughs) look at the crime rates right so we're uh we're we're shifting into a new study which is exciting i always love new studies um we wrapped up corinthians which was look as looking back what was your what was the best thing about our our corinthian study actually the last few chapters i had never studied second corinthians in detail right and uh well i i I thought it was fantastic yeah i I agree with you the close of all that which was was kind of more powerful this time through which by the way underrated you know that's why you have to keep studying the bible because all of us have studied either listen talk classes or listen to other people teach and listen to sermons Mm -hmm. but every time you go through it there's something unique and new that hits you that maybe hadn't before. So, you know, when you read that verse in Hebrews, it says it's living and active and sharp and cuts and divides. I mean, it's, th- it's food. Yeah. And but so a lot of the big excuses for not coming to Christ are because bad things happen or not believing in God. Bad things happen. You know, he addresses four or five chapters there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's going to be some bad things to happen and God's got that covered. Yeah. I mean, here's how you should respond to it. I, I really thought it was encouraging. Yeah, and it actually showed you out of that last thing that Paul makes the point that all the things he went through are what made him better and understanding how great Jesus was. I mean, the end of the day, that's what he said. I mean, physically, he was just being just annihilated. I mean, you just think of what he looked like. Yeah. Come with the scars. The scars. He, he was hand-chosen hand to write most of the New Testament, and when he gave his— little lifestyle um, and people said well bad things happen to good people there can't be a god then well he flipped that on his head said oh there's a god well they were saying it about him yeah. like, well because yeah. you think about all cultures and religions and the and the gods and and just through time everything is connected to what is currently happening to you yep so it's like if you lose your job it's like well god doesn't he's not he's not for me anymore yep but there's never a thought to where maybe that's the greatest thing that ever happened. Exactly. You, you, you know, it's just like <laughs> if you worship this God, there will never ever be any more pain. That they say because if pain comes, well, you blew it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the Apostle Paul was saying, "I didn't blow it. I'm, I'm just, just taking it all, taking it all on the chin." Yeah. I've been beaten, stomped, chews, railroad, shipwrecked, whippings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that was a quite a paragraph. Well, I met a, I met a guy when I was out in California last week, and he was a he's a doctor, a pediatric doctor, works in NICU. He was born with cerebral palsy. I mean, his his mom was encouraged to um, abort him, and this guy. He's been. He's a believer, but he spent his whole life now helping children because he survived all that. But he's been a hard life. He still can't walk. You know, he's without assistance. And yeah, and, I mean, it's like I just I thought, man, that's this guy's like Paul. I mean, he's like he. The one time he brought up, look, you know, I got this. It's it's like a thorn in my flesh here. Why don't you take care of that? And, ah, my grace is sufficient for you. Suck it up, and just went right on. Yeah. He said, okay. He chose not to, he, Therefore, I boast about my weaknesses, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is pretty powerful. I mean, you think about it, it's a good way to roll. Yeah. If nothing deters you. So, so uh, Colossians, um, most scholars think it was, it was part of the, they call them the prison epistles. 
uh, Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians were all written while uh, he was confined in Rome. So most of them have these books right around the first four or five years of 60 because Paul supposedly died around 65 or 66. So this would have been somewhere in that range. Um, and he was in Rome when he wrote it. And then I just had a few little facts about the city I thought were interesting that I thought I'd bounce off of y'all. Um, the city of Colossae, it's, by the way, it's modern Turkey is where it, mm. it would be now um, and it located. But it's it's like underground. You know, it's not a – they don't have ruins that you can see. Yeah, but I read there they're a, a group from Australia are going there to – To excavate? excavate oh, really? So, well, that'll be interesting. Yeah, like recently. Well, they'll, they'll – every time they do that, they find – corroboration to what he here that's correct <laughs> every time that's happened it's Isn't like that some i guess it's just lucky yeah just just so happens that always, they never find anything that contradicts by the way no it hasn't been found yet um they may find some kind of scrolls or although well, there was I two earth tell. but there was two earthquakes there there have so. been several but there were two massive ones that leveled Colossae, along with so laodicea and Hierapolis, which Paul mentions a few times in Colossians. These are so there's three cities within about 15 miles of each other. And it was kind of interesting because you'd think since Colossians is in the Bible, we don't have a letter to Laodicea, but he just said, Read this letter to you. And nothing bad would ever happen to him. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So you but Laodicea wound up being about hundred BC, they wound up being like the lead cultural and economic center. So Colossae was just kind of like, I was, I was trying to compare it to like us. It'd be like, you know, they were kind of the Balkanville of the triumvirate here yeah. where we live. So they didn't have a lot going on. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I think they were famous for making some kind of red yeah, wool. Yeah, red wool. That was, their, that was their big thing to market. So, you know, and it's called Colo- Colossinum. It was the name of that. So that's where they got their name. Uh, if, you, if you had wool in any form, though, that would be pretty good. If you could find, I, I guess they made it from sheep. Why well, yep. red though? Yeah, well, I wouldn't want somebody to spot me if I was trying to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a camouflage version of it. I don't, I mean, look I don't at what they're making now, Jay. They, they got they got clothing now that look like they're fixing to explode. They they were well, wool You know, Willie got into that. He come out there with a duck head. He was walking around out there, people looking at him. I mean, that's He's pretty wild. With a what? The when, duck when in, he was inside he was, duck. he was talking about when he was, it was on a the wood duck singer. they were calling him oh. a, they were calling him a mallard they were pomp they got that wrong he dressed up like a wood duck but it was quite the costume <laughs> Willie said he was just barely could breathe and you couldn't see out the thing and he was walking around out there on the well, stage was, uh, well, cur- uh, what, look, did we take a break earlier <laughs> did I miss a break yep. yeah okay let's take a break um what what I asked him because I was like, since you can't see him, I was like, so did you really see? You can tell me. I won't tell anybody. And because uh, I thought maybe they were just playing it, you know, Millie Vanilli style. But he was like, no, we performed every song in those costumes. And he said, you know, he said, if you notice, I held the, had the mic way down low because my head was underneath that. That thing was five feet oh, tall. Oh, it was taller than that. Yeah. And he said, my head was underneath it. He said, but I was sweating so bad because, you know, Willie's a sweater. We know that from the show. And he that said. That would be a hot suit. Oh, and he says, sweat's just pouring in my face. I'm trying to sing a song and, you know, whatever version of dancing he was doing. I said, well, that sounded miserable. He said, oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But why do it? I'm like, what's this got to do with red wool? <laughs> well, I'm just saying red wool back then, and you were kind of dialed up for whatever the current yeah. current uh, <laughs> Jason, situation was. That's but, called the Unashamed Podcast. We don't know. Half the stuff comes up. Where well, I said, so they made red wool, and they'll start talking about costume, Willie. <laughs> well, well, I well like, he was talking about the flamboyance. I, got, I, I made the uh, connection. And you said something about hiding. I mean, if you look <laughs> well, out there. You're and, wearing camouflage. Well, man. and if uh-huh. red wool was the way to go, if you looked out there, and about, you know, a fourth of them are all walking around in red wool, you're like, hmm. <laughs> What, what's this all about? Well, they were known. It'd be a funny thing to look at. <laughs> they were known. As red, the, bright red wool. Well, they prob- think it was weird. They were known for making. <laughs> there was red probably wool. some other Somebody city that made green wool. You know that. So everybody had to. You know. Why red? I mean, look. I I ne- have you ever taught Colossians though? Yeah, it's been oh, a while. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised when I was reading some of the 
history and theologians that some people don't believe Paul wrote this. Oh, yeah. They'll they'll say that almost about every book, somebody. When he gets to the end, the last verse is, I, Paul, (laughs) write this greeting in my own hand. I thought, well, if you don't believe that. (laughs) I can understand uh, debating Hebrews, but but when the guy says, I wrote it by my own hand. You've just explained why you're not a theologian. (laughs) If you were a theologian, you'd say, I don't think Paul wrote this. Somebody said, really? Let me write a research paper on Well, he said he did. Well, he uh, he was lying. He has a curious <laughs> intro there where he says, he, he, he puts Timothy, he says, and Timothy. So I thought, well, I mean, because it does seem a little different in places on, on how he wrote some of the other letters, but it's a different letter. It's a different group of people. It's, you kind of, you know, they also say their biggest religion's here was that Gnosticism and this, uh, of course, he says something about the worship of angels somewhere in here. Yeah, uh, I think that's chapter in two, two in verse 18. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for, for the prize. A lot of that but, goes on today. Well, I thought about that. You know, the only thing, when you, when you think about just false teachers or, or people trying to mislead you. I mean, what a terrible thing is to act like you're humble and be false about it. Yeah. Now, that that's about as low as you can go. Oh. I mean, you're acting like, oh, really? you know, because you think of humble, soft spoken. Jace, that all. covers in our current society a mighty throne. <laughs> it's a lot of them. It's a mighty throne. Mm. I dated a girl. You saw them coming tall, gigantic hats. And stuff and robes and and the, the mannerisms and it's just it's just one thing after another. It's quite the look when you said I saw a lot <clears throat> when I was at the march because there's a lot of different groups there. But I wanted to mention, Jay. So, so the church in Laodicea is interesting to me because that's so that's a sister city. It's kind of a bigger city. He mentions Laodicea four different times in Colossians, you know, or the church there, but. What was the most interesting to me, because, Jason, I know you like Revelation, is that Laodicea is one of the seven churches. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I in, made the connection. Where are you seeing the, the Laodicea? It's in 2-1, uh, in, he mentions it. He says, I want you to Oh, I see. I so how, know, far is that, how far was that that's from about, Colossae? Uh, it was 15 miles, uh, 12 miles, 12 miles. It was almost... And so it was, but he mentions it again at the end, and he tells them to read this. But look over at Revelation because in Revelation, people people, two, people forget Revelation is actually seven letters yeah. to seven churches. Correct, correct. But I mean, people that when you when you say Revelation, what's the what's the first thing people? Oh man, then we think. go into the. Well, most people, I heard it Sunday this past Sunday. Guy said, you know, in Revelations. <laughs> Missy said, "Don't say a word." Cause, yeah, because there's only it was only one. That's revelation. what I want to say. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk after. So, so, uh, so there's seven churches that that start in the book, and so the revelation from John is for Jesus to these churches. Listen, I feel like this is a clue. I can't remember which one. Uh, so look at chapter three, verse fourteen. Oh, and there the last, it is. The last one. Last one. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, right? These Oh, this is going to be the lukewarm thing. Exactly. These are the word these are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. <coughs> I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And that's scary. Now, I will stop right here, Al, and say that I read, I mean, I've had an epiphany right here in a live live epiphany. Uh Because this place was famous for these springs, and there was waterfalls, and Mm -hmm. there was two rivers. I was reading all about that at Colossae slash... You mean a beautiful place. Yeah. Beautiful. Most real beautiful places are It's fixed to have an earthquake. I, oh, yeah. I well, it's mountainous, <laughs> and so, you know, it's, yeah. it's like California. But, you know, because they were talking about springs and different things, but I think, because you think, well, how come he would be saying, I wish you were... One or the other. One or the other, because if you had cold water from a spring, 
Okay, you can drink it. If you have hot water from a spring, you can you soak can, in it or, yeah. You can soak in it. But that way, because you think, well, why would he want them to be cold? Well, if it was still in that region. Yeah, if it was in that region, I think. I hadn't thought about that. I, I, I don't think he was saying I'd be really be good or really bad. He was saying cold's good. Productive. Yeah, hot's good. Lukewarm, what are we going to do in that? We can't drink it and we can't sit in it. It's a good thought. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. Good epiphany. Well, but I put it together because of all the springs I was reading about. Because I'm interested in, like, what can we catch some fish here? Can we hunt when I'm looking up these cities? So this next section, by I'm the way. I'm not going to Turkey. Right. Because I, I thought, I'm going to see where this is at. I may go over there and metal detect or something. They said Turkey. I was like, I've heard a lot about Turkish prisons, yeah. and I don't know the stance <laughs> on metal detector. And Turkish bass. Let's take another break. I mean, they may welcome me. I do like Turkish coffee. So this next section, Jay, 1718, goes in with the, what we know about the area that they were the most economically set. So okay. then, so read that next. So now I know why, when I was reading some of this stuff, why they kept bringing up the money. And, right. Because they're getting that from here. You say, I'm rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you're rich. Wretched. Wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Well, he was just throwing haymakers. Very hard. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, which goes back to those struggles and mm-hmm. trials. Yep. So you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. There's our metanoia. Yep. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. I love that verse. Yeah. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has ears, let him hear. All humans who can hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Oh, that's good. That's rich. Which is rich. And it really, so understanding, you know, I didn't really put it together too much till we were, you know, prepping for this, that it was right there in this region, which is why it mentions three or four times, look, you need to get this letter. They need to read this. Well, now I know why. They were known for their riches. They were wealthy. This was, they, this they were is known the, for that. Right. This is the third heart in the parable of the sower. Yeah. yeah. Remember when he said, yeah. the first seed fell along the path, bump, devil came for it even. Never got started. Then the next one, uh, in the rocks, no root, sun scorched it. It said, but the third one, what's the third one? Came up in the weeds. Yeah, cares in of the, the weeds, world. The cares pistols. of the world, worries of this life. Yeah. It just made it unfruitful. Right. <clears throat> then the fourth heart. They grew, produced a crop. Right. So deceitfulness of wealth. Yeah, that was in there. Matthew 13. <clears throat> Things that would choke out. Um, so I thought that was interesting because that was from that region, so it sort of applies to what we're talking about. Yeah, is America <laughs> maybe guilty at some time or another of the pursuit <laughs> of wealth? Yeah. I would say we fit into a lot of those Laodicea. Well, not the pursuit, ones. the deceitfulness of wealth. Yeah, that... Matthew thirteen twenty two. the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Right. Which yep. causes a gag reflex from the Lord, which is something you would never. <laughs> you don't want that. No. So I think. Well, it's not rocket science. When you run up on individuals, you say, what are they known for? It will be the knowledge of God or not. Yeah. So I, I, th- I found it interesting <clears throat> that in the city of Colossae, the Colossian church seemed to have things a little bit more on target than Laodicea, which would have been the more well-known place with the money and all that. And mm-hmm. you just kind of put those two thoughts together. So no. one, one more little interesting thing is that I, yeah. I thought, and I don't know if you put this together or not, so Colossae was about 120 miles from Ephesus. So that's kind of the region. So it was further away, but Ephesus was close. 
And so whenever Paul was doing this missionary journey, this the plant in the church in Colossae was part of being in Ephesus because he was there for a pretty good while. So he was sending these guys out to plant these churches. So if in Acts 19, 10, um, which is part of this when he's dealing with everything in Ephesus, he said this went on for two years. So he was there a long time. He spent a lot of time in Corinth, but also in Ephesus. So that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. So, Dad, that was what you were talking about a minute ago about the message going out, yep. which he's going to mention in Colossians. But so that's what he's talking about. That's when the church at Colossae was planted. So here's something interesting. Epaphras, who's mentioned in Colossians 1 and verse 7, and he's probably the guy that was the main guy there, you know, because we read about him in Colossians. Um and then also, he's the one who actually preached the gospel to him. Correct. And so he was his guy. But then here's another name, Jace, because a few weeks ago you read or from Philemon. I like. So that. Philemon was also from Colossae, and the book of Philemon, which is about a, a runaway slave, and I put that in quotations because it's not we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's different as we think of modern slavery. What that what that meant? There was indentured servitude, but this guy ran I mean, out. It's kind of like. Yeah, we need a better way to describe. Yeah, but I mean, the problem is the word isn't. That's the word that's used in the translation, but it's not the same. It's it's something different. But anyway, because when you say that word, everybody has these responses. I mean, it's kind of was it? It's kind of like classes of people, right? Like they say in an era middle class or because they talked about working that, class, right? In an era where there was no mechanization, there were no vehicles. There were human beings yep. and animals. Well, you say if you're going to plow a piece of ground, the only labor force you have available is fellow humans. Right. That's the only way you're going to get this field so, planted because there was nothing mechanized. There were no tractors, so there were no discs, there were no was, plow. So you would make a deal. There were with, no mules. You would give uh, your service to a person for seven years or whatever the yep. contract would run. You hired him. You hired him. But it was different than what we think of hiring somebody because it was literally they were your servant yep. you know, to do whatever you had them to do. So let's, let's take our last break. Which wouldn't be a problem as long as you weren't mistreating them. Right. That's right. And it, and it wasn't based on— You had on, an obligation not to mistreat the labor it, force. Was it based on where they were from or what they looked like? So a couple of verses I read in Colossians, and then, then I want you to take it from there on Philemon, because Onesimus is the, you know, is the guy that ran away. Well, he winds up in Rome with Paul, and he says, I'm sending him back to you. But he's a brother now. He was converted. He ran out on his responsibility— so he said, I'm going to send him back to you, Philemon, but but just remember he's a brother now because he, he, he got converted. We run up on that all the time. All the time. So two verses that I think highlights that, and then you can take it on the Philemon side. Matt, in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 1, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So what he's talking about there is for these people that, that have these indentured servants he's like you treat them fairly can't mistreat them because god treats you and then he says in verse nine he is coming with onesimus our faithful and dear brother who is one of you they will tell you everything that's happening here and then then of course philemon when Mm -hmm. when paul wrote philemon which by the way was written that was the other prison letter was the same time he wrote him a separate note and which is interesting what i mean i've I always remember that verse six because I brought that up before. Right. But in light of, you know, when you think about Colossians and we just learned from Revelation kind of the backdrop of what was going on there, he didn't he didn't talk about money in Colossians. That's right. He talked about Jesus. Yep. Which is to to the point Phil makes a lot. There when you drift away from that being your focus, bad things start happening. Correct. The the deceitful the deceitfulness of wealth flourishes, but it may be <laughs> just rank immorality may flourish. Or I mean, when you get your focus off Jesus, but in that but Philemon, what's interesting is Jesus did talk about wealth to Laodicea because they had a problem. Exactly. Yeah. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith, Philemon six, so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. <clears throat> Which I, you know, it's one of the few backwards verses that makes sense. Yep. Most people say, "I don't know the verses. I don't know 
I'm not smart enough, good enough, or been in this long enough yep. to share my faith. But if you know Jesus and you realize he knows you, if you had the capacity to understand that you're saved, you would also have the capacity to reveal that. You need to be able, that you need to, be able to explain someone who has given you life and immortality. Well, you just think about it, Phil. You stand before God at the end, and what if? Just what if He said, "Why? Why should you? Why should I let you in?" Whatever you would say, which I would say would be a pretty good gospel presentation yep. back to Him. Yep, that's your presentation. That's it. If He says, "You know, why should why should you be in?" You're that, like, that fulfills, you know, I don't even know how I got here. That fulfills your messenger, or as as. When we read in the Corinthian letter, uh, the messenger is an ambassador. You you, yeah. you say, I was your ambassador. I knew I was, and I told people about you, and I went around telling them how to be ambassadors. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to read this other verse in 14 where he says, I didn't want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do will be spontaneous and not forced. Then he says, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have been back for good, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. I just, that always uh, stood out to me that, you know, we talk about different classes or, or different jobs and, different collars or however you want to view the workforce. But, you know, in Jesus, we're brothers and sisters. And he, and he uses that in Colossians a lot, the term brothers and sisters. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them. But he focused on Jesus. He used brothers and sisters. And I just thought we could do, you know, when you think of Colossians, what, is, what are the first verses that pops in your head if you were going to say, is there a theme? Well, I mean, you know, I always think of the, the image of the uh, Colossians one, yeah, Colossians one. That, that I think that's the first one. Yeah, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So talking about Jesus, right? Because you think about it, going back to our point about standing before God and being able to relay why you got there, which is all about Him and not you, and what Jesus did. You can't see God. Where, where's the verse in Exodus where it said? Uh, you know, he said, you, you can't you can't look on me and live. Right. It's like getting in between two wires times <laughs> a million. Right. I mean, something this that has this much force. I mean, well, that's, that's even the way he, I understand. When it. the Ten Commandments came down, you remember he it said he told Moses to get in the cleft of the rock turn his back outward. You, in other words, he had to get into a... a, a well, even remember he got sunburned. And he was like, I'm going to just pass by. And you, well, you don't want to be looking. People are getting sunburned, radiating, <laughs> yeah. just from being in close proximity. So uh, Probably had something to do with radiation, I would guess. I don't know. Who knows? Oh. But, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't have the words here. Exactly. Right. But so then when you think... so here the here, When you're glowing from being around somebody... That's that's quite the powerful. Some atheist I saw Dan showed it to me, and he's a renowned atheist. I don't know what his name was. He doesn't believe in God, but somebody asked him what would happen if if the Earth's magnetic field and the speed at which we're traveling, what would happen for a second, one thousand one? What would happen if that we lost our magnetic field? If we lost that, and the atheist said. It, it, you would be blown into oblivion within a millisecond. Within a second. Yeah. He said, "If this thing hiccups, hiccups." <laughs> he said, "At all, yeah. one second, a stutter in the." In, you know, Dan gave me the you know little magnetic field thing. I said, "I bet just sitting there turning." Yeah, he showed me that. Dan said, "I always remember, Phil. If that stops, we're dead." <laughs> For a second. <laughs> well, he, that was saying this thing is so finely tuned, one second out of whack, and we are dead, dead instantaneous. Just, just a, a wall of just 
eating up every fragment well, we talk, there is. We talked about earthquakes. I mean, let's face it. You look up and you see just, these stars, and they're, they're disappearing. Yeah. There's a little trailer behind them. You By see. the way, that happened a long time ago, but uh, we're seeing uh, it way after it happened. That's what is kind of planned for planet Earth. Yeah. No hiccups or you are done. Well, I think another verse that goes with that it's is... It's fragile. We, we, it's just real fragile. It's Colossians 2, 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity, which deity means God, Father, Holy Spirit, supernatural... However you want to characterize that. That's a mouthful, that verse. Of the deity lives in bodily form because their religion of the day. Yeah, well, he wasn't really a This body is corrupt, so Jesus can't be in a body because the body is bad. bad. And they and they were worshiping angels. Just, just think about this powerful God, and they're like, so let me get this right. Unknown. Yeah, maybe it's God. It may be Donald maybe Trump. Maybe God calling me. You know, unknown. It says unknown. I don't think I've ever seen that. The last time I saw that was when the White House called Dad. So yeah. So my my point was that people have to wrap their head around that this awesome God who you can't even look on without being evaporated. Yeah. You could stop the planet in a second. <laughs> evaporation crawled up in, not crawl, but became. Just go with me. Yeah. In a in a woman's womb, yeah, without <laughs> right, without any human contact, yeah, and said, "Okay, I'm 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 coming out of here, and we're gonna I'm gonna show give you an image." I mean, I'm looking at a little sperm uh, and one little egg. Yeah, I've heard your take on <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, and your mother. <laughs> we gotta oh, relive and, it. And oh, just boy. to get you here that way is 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 it's pretty incredible. It, it, but really without incredible. it, it's impossible. Oh, that's right. And then here comes the image of the invisible God. Yeah, because you finally get to see him. I mean, just think about that. It's it's incredible. It's top ten verses in the whole Bible is why we're here. Could not. Agree That's why more. when you say, well, "Why are you focus on Jesus? Why do you keep talking about Jesus?" He's the image of the invisible God. This God that will could just you can't even pass by him without just. In the most a mistake-free person, a mistake-free human, but who is God in a human body. Yeah. I mean, All you'd right. have had to sit under a tree and really think this out to get to get that much information. <laughs> so uh, out. we're out of time, but uh, we're going to continue this discussion in our intro in the overtime uh, as we get into the study of Colossians. So check it out. Well, that went quickly. That was good. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.